Welcome to another edition of the Bible in the News. This is John Billington. For the first time in years and in the face of Iran's nuclear drive, Israel surpassed Saudi Arabia in arms purchases in 2008, reaching just over 20 billion. Last year, the U.S. Department of Defense approved plans to sell Israel that amount of arms, including stealth fighter jets, transport aircraft, state-of-the-art missile ships, and satellite-guided smart bombs. This is the year with the greatest defense spending in the history of the Middle East. Yiftah Shapir, head of the Institute for National Security Studies in Tel Aviv, said, and that was reported from the Jerusalem Post October 16, 2008. However, Israel is not the only nation with increased arms spending. It was reported last month that Dmitry Medvedev, the Russian president, vowed to defy Western attempts to isolate Moscow as he gave his backing to an ambitious rearmament program. An ambitious rearmament program is an understatement. The report went on to say that the Prime Minister resorted to the language of the Cold War as they pledged to increase defense spending by 50% over the next three years. Yes, 50%. That certainly is ambitious, I would have to say myself. In fact, the defense budget will rise 25% alone next year. Analysts say that if that increase continues at the same rate, Russia will overtake Britain as the world's second biggest military spender by the middle of the next decade. And considering where Russia has come from, that's quite something. But again, it doesn't stop there. The United States itself, who spends almost half, yes, almost half, of the total global military budget, has since 2001 doubled its budget from approximately $350 billion to over $700 billion by next year. It is said to truly be almost back to Cold War levels. And, well, here in Canada, the government has been purchasing ships to patrol the Arctic, and is promising new military facilities in the land of the igloo as Russia reasserts herself and shows interest in the chilly North Pole. So as global military spending soars, we turn to the Bible, to the book of Joel, chapter 3. And coming in at verse 1, we read, For, behold, in those days and at that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, now, we already have seen this take place. We have approximately six million Jews that have now returned to the land of Israel. So what is the next event to take place? It's the gathering of all the nations to judgment in the land of Israel. If we carry on reading in Joel chapter 3, it says, I will also gather all nations, and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. Proclaim ye, this is verse 9, Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles, Prepare war, wake up the mighty men, let all the men of war draw near, let them come up, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears, let the weak say, I am strong. I believe that we are now seeing the beginning of this take place, and we can further look at it in Ezekiel chapter 38, another vision of the last days. And it's a vision of a northern confederacy that comes down on the nation of Israel. And that northern confederacy is, with a little time and effort, can be shown to be the, na the nations of Russia 
and Europe, primarily, with also Iran and some others there uh, with them. But it says in verse 7, God says to them, Be thou prepared, and prepare for thyself, and thy whole company that are assembled unto thee. They are preparing for war. And if you read the whole chapter, you will see that it is a war that they will lose. Because the creator of the world, the creator of the world, yes, will intervene for judgment. Well, as the nations prepare for war, we also turn our attention to the small Jewish quarter of the old city of Jerusalem. And among the small cobblestone streets of the old city, you can find the Temple Institute. The Institute is dedicated to every aspect of the biblical commandment to build the Holy Temple of God on Mount Moriah in Jerusalem. The Temple Institute has also been preparing, and this week they're going to unveil a new laver they have built in preparation for the third temple. Rabbi Chaim Richman of the Temple Institute, in speaking about the unveiling of the laver, said this, We must be proactive, constantly working, praying and thinking toward the rebuilding of the temple and its restoration to its proper place as the central pillar of Jewish society. What we are seeing in Israel today is the growth of a religious community with a focus on the promises to Abraham and the law of Moses, which is certainly expected from the scriptures, and we have spoken about this much on Bible in the News. For further reading, if you would like to look at this further, you can go to Volume 17, Issue Number 4 of the Bible Magazine. Back copies can be ordered online or viewed as a PDF under the archives page of BibleMagazine.com. Well, certainly the temple will again be the center of Jewish society, and in fact the center of the whole world. Isaiah 2 and verse 2 and 3 says, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. It seems that everybody is preparing, and so is our God. Our God is preparing for the return of Jesus Christ back to this earth, when he will reestablish the throne of David and the kingdom of Israel, which was spelled out before his birth in Luke chapter 1 and verse 30 to 33. It said, The angel said unto her, to Mary, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Well, as the nations double their military budgets, we stand on the edge of the divine intervention of world affairs. May we, in the words of Amos, prepare to meet our God. Thanks for joining us again. Come back next week, God willing, for another edition of the Bible in the News on BibleInTheNews.com. <laughs>